Welcome to Just Another Day Podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Hope everybody's having a good day so far. So the Secret Service, they concluded their investigation on the cocaine. Surprise, surprise. Uh, they, they couldn't figure it out. They didn't know who brought it. So that right there tells you everything. That tells you whose it was. Obvi- I mean, obviously, it was Hunter Biden. First, it's who else is going to bring cocaine into the White House? Who's going to risk their job, their freedom, their career on bringing cocaine into the White House unless it's somebody that they know they're not going to get checked, they're not going to get screened, they don't have to go through, I don't know, security or um, all whatever, they, whatever the procedure is, whatever the protocol is to get into the White House. You knew this was going to happen from the beginning because it was like, oh, it was in the library. Oh, it was in uh, this room. Oh, it was in the the room, whatever room they're doing the construction in. The, the, um, I don't know, whatever room it was that that uh, that guy, not Blinken, the other guy, Jake Sullivan or something, the, whatever room he was talking about. I mean, it's it's like how how many different places did they find it and how, how it's all the um the conflicting the conflicting reports from different people and the story kept changing so right from the get-go they knew it was hunter biden they obviously knew i i would if this okay like if this administration was like if they didn't just lie to everybody every day if they weren't such a a circus I'd say, all right, you know what, maybe, I don't know, <clears throat> somebody left it there a long time ago, was too scared to go get it back, or got, uh, too scared to go, you know, go back and grab it, or maybe forgot they had it on them, somehow got through, stashed it somewhere, or I don't know, but it, that just doesn't, that doesn't make any sense, because who's going who's gonna to bring cocaine into the White House? And where it was, was a area that was not heavily trafficked, like they say. It was an area where not, they don't do tours. People just can't walk around and, and just go walking around the area and going in and out of rooms. I mean, it was, it, obviously, it was Hunter Biden. And you see nothing from the mainstream media. You see not. They don't, they... Oh, well, they don't know. They don't know whose it was. The Secret Service, they did they, 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 they due diligence. They tried. Try, oh, Secret Service, they know what they're doing. If they couldn't, please. This camera is every inch in that White House. You mean to tell me you couldn't track down who went in and out of what room and who could it have been? Come on. They knew this from the get-go. They knew this from the beginning. It's, it's just another... Just another lie, another story they spin, another fake, fabricated, uh, you know, whatever they were investigating and they concluded they didn't know they had, okay. Then, okay, then if they, if, if the Secret Service really, the investigation concluded, they came to no conclusion, they didn't know who it was, then... You got to get new Secret Service. You got to get new people in there because they are incompetent 
and they can't do their job. So this is just, again, Hunter Biden, he's never held accountable. Nothing will ever happen to him. He will never get, he could get away with murder. He could do whatever he wants. And as long as the, as long as the Democrats have the FBI, the, you know, the DOJ, whatever, as long as they have them as their thugs, as long as they have them weaponized, then nobody from that side will ever be held accountable. Accountable. They'll just keep coming after us. They'll just keep coming after the Republicans, the conservatives, or anybody, even the Democrats that, that dare to speak up and challenge them, like RFK, and they, uh, they will never be held accountable. They will never have to answer to anybody. They, they just lie, and when, when people do start asking questions, they shut up. Don't ask questions. You are, you're a threat to democracy. Don't ask us questions. We know what's good for you. So just sit there, shut your mouth. Or we'll come to your house with a damn SWAT team and, and arrest you because we want to, because that's what they're doing. And that brings me into the into the the next story. Um, Chris Christopher Ray, um, the FBI director, he was in front of Congress. He was in, in front of the House, um, one of the committees. I don't know. There's so many committees. The House, uh, not the Judiciary Committee, the I don't know. One, they got so many committees and subcommittees. But anyway, um, he was being questioned about pretty much the weaponization of the FBI. Um, every answer he gave, it was he either just lied under oath because that's now that's that's everybody that is under oath. Everybody that is, is under investigation, everybody that goes in front of Congress that the Republicans that bring up that one that the Republicans are investigating or the Republicans are questioning, they all just lie. Fauci, he lies. Uh, Chris Ray, he just lies. And nobody, nothing, again, it's the same thing. Nothing happens. They'll not be held accountable. There's really not a whole lot they could do. They can, yeah, they can keep investigating and bring them in front of Congress. Like no charge is going to be brought on anybody. Not, nobody's going to um, lose their job unless a Republican gets into office next year, uh, you know, Trump or DeSantis or whatever. But he, he was just straight out lying, just was smug and cagey with his answers and so they were asking him about the whole, uh, about the weaponization, weaponization of the DOJ, the FBI, and they were asking him about, so January 6th, they were taking this, this guy, the, the Steve Friend, he was an ex-FBI dude, he was the whistleblower that blew the whistle, the whistleblower that blew the whistle, um, about the weaponization of the DOJ, how they were slow walking things, how they were going after the, the opposition they, of the left. They were going after um, right-wing people, you know, conservatives, Republicans, whatever. The parents, the January 6th, you know, the parents, the school, the school parents that would 
It would go to the school committee meetings and not like how the kids are being indoctrinated. And they would name them, they would label them as domestic terrorists. And they asked them about, they asked Chris Ray about, about moving people that were agents that were investigating child porn. They moved them off of the child porn investigations or whatever and put them on January 6th people and the parents at the school at the school committee meetings that were it, not even like protesting they were just like asking questions but they didn't like the questions that were being asked and the parents were getting mad nobody was getting violent or physical the ones that made it violent and physical were the cops that were trying to, to arrest them because they were getting angry at the school committee members for all this indoctrinating, this transing, all this shit. Anyway, he just lied. He lied in front of Congress. And Steve Friend was the guy, the ex-FBI guy. He was literally one of the agents that they pulled off of the child porn investigations the the child porn cases or whatever and moved him on to stake out the parents to to follow the parents and other people same thing as with january 6th look at january 6th look at all the people they have i don't i don't even know how many people they have arrested there are people doing years in jail for just being around there for just being there but not Ray Epps, not Ray Epps. He, there are people <clears throat> that did less than Ray Epps. Ray Epps was inciting the people to go in. You saw the video. We need to go into the Capitol. We have to go into the Capitol down here. Okay. It's down here. Everybody let's go. But Ray Epps didn't go in. He was inciting people to go in. There were people that did less than Ray Epps that are in jail and ray epps is now suing fox for what I, like defamation or something but that makes no sense because I, how could you de defame somebody when you're literally showing videos of that guy so they weren't lying about him they were just showing proof of what he did they were just showing him on tape what he did they weren't defamed. They weren't. They weren't calling. I, I don't know. They, I don't know what basis he ha <laughs> he has for suing Fox. Maybe because Fox had to shell out all that money for the Dominion lawsuit. Maybe he'll say, "Hey, maybe they'll just shell me out a bunch of money just to shut me up." But I don't think that's going to happen. Fox Fox is backed into a corner with that whole Dominion thing. They had no choice. This is different. This is some idiot that's probably a freaking either. He was, he's a informant or he's just working for the F, not for the FBI, but he's, he was there to antagonize, to, to instigate a lot of what, what went on. And, um, I don't think anything's going to come of it. He's, I don't know how he, what this basis he has, but anyway, Back on that idiot Christopher Ray, and you know, and people, the, this mainstream media, like, well, he was, he was, he's a Republican. He was appointed by Trump. He was, yeah, yeah, big mistake on Trump. 
And for this guy to call himself a Republican, it's that's I don't believe that. I mean, yes, he's a registered Republican, um, but that just shows you that people, how people are so weak-minded that you give them power and they automatically just take it and lose control. They get they get like hungry, like greedy with power, just so so power hungry, and that's it shows so. The left is in power, so he was, he took it upon him, well, not, not him, he, he could have stopped it all, but he didn't. He took it upon himself to, to green light all this, all this bullshit from, from Merrick Garland and, and all these radical, crazy lefties that hate, that hate the American people, that, that hate parents, they, they, they hate free speech they want to stifle it at any cost and they're doing it at the cost of this country this country is declining rapidly no matter what they say no matter how great they say things are it is in a tailspin and everybody sees it everybody knows it the world leaders every, everybody else sees it they see how weak we are and they were <clears throat> Um, Matt Gates, man, he did good. He he was good on that. With he read the Hunter Biden text, you know the one I'm here with my father. If you don't fulfill your obligations, I'll in my ability to hold a grudge. And everybody, my the man said next to me knows. Um, whatever. I'm sitting here. I, I, I'll be waiting for your call. I'm sitting here with my father. And he was like, that sounds like a shakedown to me. Chris, Chris Ray was like, I, I can't comment on that. I, I don't know. I don't think he's, he's like, I, you sound suspiciously um, unconcerned about it. He's like, are you, are you protecting the Bidens? Are you protecting Hunter Joe Biden, Joe Biden? He's like, absolutely not. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you could just sit there and lie under oath when the evidence is there. And they were asking him about um, to Twitter and, and um, censoring conservatives and it was all in they just lie they just lie and call it conspiracies and extremism and this whole foreign uh the russians it, it like the right dude they they are not influencing elections the russians did not influence the elections that's what they that's they just that's what they're saying. So they, so they have, so they think that they're just justified in censoring all these conservatives. They're gonna say it's um, it's Russian bot farms, or it's you know Russian intelligence, or China intelligence, or shit like that. That's just, that's just, and they're doing it less and less now. They're just, they don't even care anymore. They're not even trying to like cover it up anymore it's so blatant and out in the open that it's they know nothing's gonna happen everybody knows nothing's gonna happen the only thing they're gonna do is they're gonna keep having these investigations they're gonna keep having these hearings and everything and nothing will come of it until a republican takes takes back the white house we take back the senate i mean even oh even if pray to god 
Knock on wood, this doesn't happen. Even if the Republicans lose, if Biden wins again, oh God, can't even think of that. If the Republicans can keep the House and they can take back the Senate, I mean, that will, that will pretty much make the president, the Democratic president, kind of useless. He won't be able to do a whole lot with if the Republicans have the Senate and the House. But, I mean, that's still a long way out. That's still almost a year and a half out. So we get a long way to go. I mean, we all saw the damage this guy's done in two and a half years. You saw how quick that damage came about. They're saying that inflation is down to 3%. I don't, I'm not, I mean, numbers and all that shit, I am not economic, I don't know this shit, but I don't know how they measure it, because um, gas here is going up, it's been going up the past few weeks, everything is still so expensive, I don't know how they measure inflation, I don't know how it's down to 3%, it makes no sense to me, everything still costs more, credit cards still, uh, interest is still through the roof. House um, interest rates are still through the roof. Housing, credit cards, shopping is still spent. I don't know how they measure how they measure this inflation shit, but I do not see how it's down to three percent. I don't see it. I'm sure there's a way to prove it. I but I don't see it. It I don't understand. Everything is still through the roof. Food is still crazy expensive. I don't know. I do not know. It's, it's, that shit, I, I have no interest in that. I try to follow along, but it's like, oh, the CPI and the consumer price index and the index with the hemoglobin and the globahebin. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? But yeah, they, um, they care less about child pornography and child sex trafficking. They care less about that than they do about January 6th and, and parents. They care more about going after parents and grandmas and grandpas on January 6th walking around with the flag. Those people they hate because they represent everything that they're trying to shut down. Free speech, free thinking, free America. They don't want that shit. They want you to eat bugs and live in your little pod and be fat and unhealthy and dependent on the government. But there's only so much, there's only so many, like there's only so much that the government can do as far as everybody depending on them. Because everybody's depending on the government. Who's working? Who's going to work? Who's going to generate taxes? Who's going to generate money and wealth and, and the economy? Who's going to... You can't have a country just all dependent on the government. Because where does all the money come from? It comes from us. Like when I'm shopping at like Market Basket or whatever, I can't think of a handful of times where I've been in line and the person in front of me has not paid with an EBT card. 
I have like, I'm serious. I like, I can't think of, I mean, yes, I, I can, I re can think of a couple, but I can't think of like a handful of times where I've seen somebody pay with right debit card or cash. It's EBT, EBT. How, how, like, this is not sustainable. It is absolutely not sustainable. That's why we're in such debt, $32 trillion in debt. And here in Massachusetts, they, they love, to, they love to, uh, to hand out those EBTs and those Section 8s. Man, I tell you, I, I don't know. I don't know how this is sustainable for much longer. It's, uh, it's like, so I work for, a, I'm obviously a union carpenter. I work for a company that specializes in, um, you know, specialty company. I don't really want to say what we do because it will kind of give it away. But we specialize in one one aspect of construction. There's this other company that is starting to do what we do. They do other things, but they're taking on work that um in in what we do. Say if a company just does doors and hardware, they're now moving on to, I'm just doing an example, they're now moving on to drywall, but, and they're trying to poach all of our guys, and a bunch of them, they got a bunch of them, because they're offering them unbelievable packages, they're offering them more money, um, you get, you know, you get more money for being a foreman, they're offering them even more than that. So when you're in the union, you, we have a rate, and you cannot pay less than that rate, but you can pay more. You can always pay more than that rate, and that's what they're doing. They're paying these guys more than the rate, more than foreman rate. They're giving them vacation, th this, like weeks vacation, weeks vacation, weeks vac It's not sustainable because they don't have a lot of work, and my company is well-established. We've been around for a long time. And we're very good at what we do. And we are a good-sized company and have a lot of money to, to weather a storm. But they're not, this company, it's not sustainable at what they're doing. They don't have enough work to, to offer these guys all this stuff. It's just not sustainable. It's the same thing here. It's the government. It's not sustainable to just have everybody living off the government. Because we need that money. We need that tax money coming in from us. They, they got to have that tax money. Uh, tax Massachusetts here. They tax us. Like, I think it's New York. or I think it's California, New York, maybe um, Washington, and then us. We, the taxes in, in Massachusetts are uh, sickening. It makes me sick every week See, seeing, my, seeing my check and how much money they take out. That's, that's, it's just, it's not sustainable. And if we keep going in the direction we're going in, we're going to have tough times ahead of us. You know, that saying strong men, uh, tough men make, make easy times, easy time, make weak men, whatever weak men make bad. I don't know. You know the saying, but that's, uh, we're in a weak men make hard times right now. We're in that, that, uh, we're in that period right now. Weak men are definitely making hard times for us. We see our president, he's weak, and he is making it hard for us. So that's all I'm trying to say.
I know I kind of went off script today. I really did. It wasn't prepared. So I tried to do the best I could. I'm going to try to get a little buttoned up on my episodes. Um, I haven't been, really been writing notes. I've been trying to go off the top of my head. That's why I'll see these guys and all these podcasts and, and interviews. I'm like, man, how do they, how, how are they so good with words like this? Like I'm not good with words and all these big words they know. I'm like, I'm just a fucking, I'm just a fucking construction dude that just likes to talk shit. I don't, I don't know all these big words, but I don't know. It's fun. I like doing this. It's cool. I like it. I'm glad people listening. And, um, yeah, that's all I got today, guys. I, uh, thank you for listening and, um, stay cool out there. It's still warm here, about 85, 88 degrees today. So, um, stay cool. And I'll uh, see you guys tomorrow. Weekend's almost here. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye-bye.